Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Today we've got a crazy nuclear revenge story of ruining a best friend's big celebration. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I stood my ex up on what was supposed to be our wedding day. Yes, you heard that correctly. I didn't show up to my own wedding. I knew from the start that I wasn't going to show up for that wedding and I'm incredibly pleased that I stuck to my guns and didn't. My ex is a super manipulative woman so the fact that I didn't allow her to manipulate me into what would have been a nightmare is a big deal to me, especially when she had made me do so much more that I did not want to do in the past. Also embarrassing her and her family in that manner made me very proud of myself. Do you think I'm mean and evil for putting her through all that? Well, wait until you hear my story. I often hear that when you start a relationship with someone, the first major flaw you see in them is what will lead to the eventual end of that relationship. That was the case with my ex-girlfriend. I always knew that she was a selfish, self-absorbed, spoiled brat. I, however, did not see how that could negatively affect our relationship. I was ready to do all her bidding and make sure that she was happy and satisfied with me. I chased my ex for a year before she agreed to meet me. We were both in our senior year in college. She was my cousin's best friend. My cousin and I were friends too, so I visited my cousin at her house often. Whenever I went to my cousin's, I'd see my ex. She was beautiful. Not the kind of beauty that would intimidate someone or something of that sort, but she had a quiet, classy beauty. Her lips were full and her hair shone. She was almost always on the phone whenever I visited my cousin and she was there. What's the deal with your friend? Why is she always on the phone? I asked my cousin one day. Long distance relationship, my cousin answered. I stared at her in disbelief and then said, I could never be in a long distance relationship with someone this hot. She laughed and said, it's hard, you know, on both of them. I said, yeah, I can only imagine. The next time I was hanging out at my cousin's, Miss Long Distance was not on a call and I made a joke about it. She laughed, revealing the whitest dentition I'd ever seen in my life. The only other times I'd seen teeth that white was in TV commercials. I'm glad you're seeing me out of my element, she said. It occurred to me then that that was the first time she ever said anything to me. My cousin never formally introduced us, since she was always curled up on the couch and talking quietly on the phone. Her voice sounded deeper than I expected it would. She looked like someone who'd sound like a damsel in distress all the time. This is my first time hearing you up close, I said to her. That's because she's always on the phone having phone sex, my cousin retorted. Shut up, she barked at my cousin. That evening, the three of us had long conversations about everything. We discussed the weather, whether or not the earth was flat, and life after college. From our conversations that evening, I found out one thing. She was filthy rich. She doesn't look rich, I told my cousin the next day when I asked my cousin just how rich her family was. Does she look poor? No, I rolled my eyes at my cousin. Of course not. I don't think she looks poor. It's just that she didn't strike me as someone who was from a family that's that rich. They said, oh, I'm sorry. You must have missed her security detail. I rolled my eyes at my cousin, the exact way she had rolled her eyes at me nearly all our lives. Is she still with the long distance guy? She said, yeah, but not for long. I grinned. Don't do that. I said, don't do what? 
They said, knock that smile off, she'd never date you. I said, why not? Because, and don't take this the wrong way, but she's out of your league. I said, for now, not for much longer. When you make your imaginary future billions? Well, not imaginary, but yeah. They said, also, she's high maintenance. I'm sure you can't handle being in a relationship with her anyway. I wasn't offended by what my cousin had said. I knew she was going to say it, and I knew that she was right. The girl was above my league, but I was determined to date her. My determination was not just because I wanted to be with her, it was also because I'd come to truly like her. She was sweet, gentle, and soft. She always looked like a cute puppy, and I wanted nothing more than to hold her in my arms and stroke her hair. I noticed how very self-absorbed she was, how she wanted the world to stand still when she had a problem, but I convinced myself that it wasn't an issue. She may have been selfish, but it was because she grew up in a household where she got everything she wanted. She once told me about how her parents bought her two ponies as a child to pacify her because her classmate had told her that Santa didn't exist and she was upset about it. She was the classic spoiled child, but I had no issue with that especially since she wasn't hurting anyone. She just had a habit of expecting people to do things for her, just because, and people did. They just did things for her. Things that she asked them to, and sometimes she never even had to ask. The only one who was immune to her charm was my cousin. She and my cousin fought all the time, but they never disclosed the reason for their incessant quarrels. After a couple of fights, my cousin suddenly cut her off. I asked her out two different times, and she turned me down, but after a year of following her around and staying in the friend zone, she kissed me one night. It was magical. My brain exploded with delight. We soon started hooking up regularly. One day, with a trembling voice and a heavy fear of her rejecting me yet again, I asked her to be my girlfriend. Surprisingly, she agreed to date me. We never went on a date and did all those things. We already knew each other very well and had started to sleep together anyway. Dating my ex helped me get an up-close view of her character. I was interning at a law firm whilst trying to get into law school, and she was taking a year off work in school that year. She was extremely possessive, and I never understood why. She mentioned that her ex-boyfriend cheated on her, and I understood that to be because they were apart from each other. We were in the same city and lived very close to each other, so cheating wasn't even in question. There was no way I could even cheat. I had no time for that. I was always either at the law firm studying in advance for law school or giving her a back rub in her house. I had my own place, but I had a roommate, so being at hers was more comfortable. Besides that, she never wanted to come over to my house. As time passed, my ex went from being the overbearing damsel in distress to being a controlling witch. She wanted to control every aspect of my life. She behaved as though she was some queen and I was her consort. Everything about me, even my career, had to come after her moods. She hated all my friends, even the guy ones. She started to complain about how often I hung out with my cousin. I had already cut down on hanging out with my friends, but I wasn't about to do that to my cousin. My cousin was my best friend. We'd been friends since we were kids and we've had a great friendship ever since. I wasn't going to let my girlfriend alienate me from her. One day I slipped and told my cousin that her friend was jealous that we spend so much time together. Break up with her, my cousin advised. She then revealed why she had cut my ex off. She thinks the world revolves around her little behind, my cousin said. I wish I had listened to my cousin. My relationship with my ex got worse. She manipulated me in every way. If she asked me to do something and I didn't, she would stop speaking to me. 
She would never reach out unless I do, and when I did, I'd have to apologize for not doing what she says. I met my ex's parents after I was done with law school. Her mom was just as bratty and spoiled as she is. Her dad was calmer, but he still spoke to me condescendingly. He would turn his nose up at me and make mean comments about me for no reason. It was the typical rich girl from a rich family who dated a broke guy situation, and I was sick of the condescension from her family. Her dad was also very controlling. He didn't just want to control everything his daughter did, he wanted to control what I did too, even the type of law that I practiced. Many times her dad made deriding comments about my career, but she'd look away and sometimes even laugh at his mean jokes. Dad only makes those jokes because he likes you. He would never crack jokes with a boyfriend that he doesn't like, my girlfriend would say whenever I mentioned her dad's comments to her. I don't know which was worse, my girlfriend or her family. They were just a bunch of controlling people who felt everyone had to defer to them. And they weren't even all that rich. Yeah, they had some money to throw around, but they weren't massively rich. Despite my ex and her family's bad treatment, I stayed faithful to her and even started talking about marriage. I'd always wanted to marry in my 20s. She seemed elated about the idea, but she soon started to seem withdrawn from our relationship. I asked her many times if we were fine and she replied that we were. One day, her mom called me and asked to talk. She said her daughter's ex had returned to the country and he wanted her back. I didn't ask any further questions because the message was clear. She was making her mom break up with me on her behalf. You're a good guy, her mom said. I'm sure you'll meet a great girl someday. I was beyond devastated. My cousin and I are no longer having a good relationship because of her. I hardly had any friends, and my entire life revolved around my ex and her family. I called my ex and asked to meet up, but she declined. What's going on? I asked her. I still love him, she whispered. It's been years. I was nearly tearing up. I know, but I love you too. I'm just confused. I hung up. She didn't call me after that, and I didn't call her either. I was broken. I felt used and sad. Slowly, I started to pick up the pieces of my life. I started a law firm with two of my classmates from law school and moved to a better apartment. I still couldn't bring myself to date anyone. I couldn't ask any woman out or even like any woman. I just couldn't. My ex was my first real girlfriend. I had had casual flings before I met her, but I never really liked any of those girls. My friends tried many times to set me up on a date, but I refused. He made me promise to put myself out there. Even if you're not going to walk up to a girl and ask her out, at least let them come to you. One night we went out for celebratory drinks. I took a picture of myself and posted them on one of my social media accounts. The next morning, I woke up to a message from my ex. She wanted to meet up. I was enraged at how casually she asked to meet as if she hadn't just hurt me in the worst way ever. I don't know why, but I agreed to see her. She told me about the guy she had left me for. He had been engaged all along and was lying to her. She found his fiance and told her, but she wasn't upset. They went on to get married. It just angered me that she was comfortable enough to tell me that story. She had no respect for me at all. It was either that or she's so self-absorbed that she didn't stop to think about how her actions may affect me. Somehow, she manipulated her way back into my life. Of course, I wasn't into it. She would come over to my house and we'd hook up. She soon started to call herself my girlfriend. I just couldn't believe the audacity. 
The day I decided I was done with her was when she took me to a family event. Her mother was extra nice to me, but her dad was still making deriding jokes and even tried to tell me, albeit subtly, that his daughter was too good for me. I can't wait to get married. You always wanted to get married in your 20s. Whatever happened to that, my ex started to ask. I knew she wanted to get married, but I also knew that she wanted to marry me because I was her safest option. She also probably wanted to do it to get back her ex. One day I said, you know what, let's do it, let's get married. She was excited, but her mom was even more excited. I had said I didn't want a huge wedding, but her parents still managed to make something huge out of it. Since it was their money, I let them have it. The interesting thing was that even though we were getting married and were obviously both involved, my ex and her family never really bothered about my contribution. The few times they asked for my opinion, they never went with it. I was like their puppet. All they needed was a wedding, and all I had to do was show up at the wedding, so I didn't. The day before my wedding day, I flew out, lodged in a great hotel, and just had fun. It wasn't until the next day that they even noticed my absence. My phone was of course switched off. Knowing her family, it must have been a very embarrassing situation for them, since they had invited everyone they knew and wanted to impress. Her dad threatened to sue me a month later, but he changed his mind. I knew that was because he didn't want a messy court proceeding. That would only further embarrass their family. I mean, even though he threatened to sue, did they have anything to actually, like, sue them for? There was, like, no signed agreement, no... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So, like financial obligation really was there? If somebody flakes on a wedding, like, yeah, that sucks for the people that put the money up for it, but you can't just take them to court to get money back because they've got cold feet, can you? That said, our next story is, I made sure no one showed up to my best friend's bridal shower. Do people change, or have they always been that way? This is one question that dances on my lips, aching for an answer whenever I remember the hurtful situation with my ex-best friend and me. I still wonder why she did what she did, and how someone so sweet and unassuming did something she knew would hurt me. And she did it so casually and in an unassuming manner. My ex-bestie and I have been friends for a very long time. I can't even remember the actual moment we became friends or best friends. It just happened. Apart from being friends with each other, we were also friends with three other girls. It was a clique of sorts, but my former best friend and I were the closest, and I was closer to her than I was to the other girls. She was the calmest girl in the group. Everyone knew her as a sweet person. She never raised her voice or fought with anyone. 
I, on the other hand, was perhaps the loudest in the group. I'm naturally an assertive person. If there was a problem, I'd make sure to point it out. Whenever there was an issue in the group, it somehow always involved me. I believe I'm someone who is heavily misunderstood. I care too much about my friendships and friends and unfortunately, that often got me in trouble with everyone. I also like to make sure everything was perfect, so I would try many times to micromanage my friends' lives and be in charge of events. My friends often misunderstood me as being controlling, so very often we would argue about that. The only person I never had issues with in the group was my best friend. One of the reasons I became friends with her and preferred her company over that of the other girls was because she had what I believed was an admirable trait. She was quiet and nice. She handled every situation calmly and hardly ever had any issues with the other girls. We also agreed on a lot of things, so I always thought she was my best bet. The girls all agreed that she was a saint and the better one amongst us all. She was also quite organized, not nearly as much as I am though and always had sturdy plans for the future. For instance, she had told everyone that she planned to be a full-time mom for at least the first 10 years of her children's lives. She wanted to be married before she was 26, and she wanted to live in the suburbs, drive a Volvo, and be a soccer mom too. I wanted to get married too someday, but not as early as my friend wanted, and I certainly wasn't interested in being a full-time mom. I had to work. As our friendship progressed, I started to notice that my best friend was very agreeable to everyone. I used to think that we had similar values, but soon saw that whenever she was around anyone, she seemed to adopt their values. She sort of blended into theirs and took them on. It made me suspicious of her because I started to wonder who she really was when she wasn't around anyone. I also noticed how she always wanted whatever I got for myself. If, for instance, I got a new purse, she would suddenly show up with the same stuff. She even tried to copy my mannerisms many times. It was very creepy, but I never confronted her or tried to put an end to our friendship, and it was mostly because I was scared. I did not have a great relationship with our other friends, and my long-term relationship had just ended. I soon met a man whom I really liked. He was my boss where I used to work. I remember gushing about him to my friends, and especially my best friend. He's your boss, they would exclaim and laugh. Yeah, but he's so hot too. They would laugh and make fun of me and even come up with a nickname for the two of us. We were all hanging out at our favorite restaurant one weekend when I saw him walk in. I whispered to the girls to let them know who had just walked in. He's so young, my ex-best friend whispered in awe. I walked over to him and said hello. We exchanged pleasantries before he got takeouts and left. It wasn't long before my boss and I started to flirt with each other at work, albeit subtly. I had gotten another offer elsewhere, so I sent in my two-week notice. When I told him that I was quitting my job, he smiled and asked me out. It was very direct, and while we had been flirting with each other for a while, I didn't expect him to be so straightforward about his intentions. When I told him this, he laughed and said, Technically, I'm no longer your boss, so I guess I can do this kind of stuff. We can do this kind of stuff. We went horse riding on our first date, and it was simply magical. He paid me so much attention and was very open about his intention. I'm not looking for anything casual, he mentioned. I laughed and said, boys don't usually say this to me. Men don't say this in general. He said, boys don't, men do. I said, I mean, that's usually a woman thing to say. He said, sexist much? I said, oh, come on. I've never had a guy tell me he isn't looking for something casual. 
He said, okay, I'm going to be honest and admit that I won't say that to just any woman. I said, really? So what sets me apart from other women? He says, you do look like someone who's looking for something casual. He said, I laughed again. I noticed that you laugh when you're trying to avoid talking about stuff. That was one of the reasons I liked him. He was fun to talk to. I could go on and on talking to him. He was also introspective, attentive, and observant. Our relationship was the best thing to happen to me at that time. I was constantly grateful for him. He looks like a man who'd make a good father and husband, my best friend once said. What? My eyes widened. They said, I don't know, you can tell when a man's in it for the long haul. I was already in love with him. Interestingly, I didn't even know I was in love with him. Not until my best friend pointed it out one of the days I spoke about him. Are you in love with him? She asked, looking at me intently. I don't know, maybe. You are in love with him. That is so beautiful. She then went on to tell our other friends that I was in love with him. I'm happy you're able to be with someone again, one of our friends said. The whole breakup with my ex was very hurtful. I wasn't one to show emotions and bawl out my eyes to my friend, but I became very close to dating men. I noticed that my former best friend didn't look so happy when the other girls were expressing excitement, but I didn't think it was something so bad. She used to be very excited for me, so I was willing to let go of that one time. I also knew that at the time, she was getting really desperate about getting married. She was big on settling down and perhaps not having someone in her life, while I, who was barely interested in getting married, triggered her in some way. I started my new job and my boyfriend and I became official. He was so sweet, the sweet one in the relationship. He bought me flowers whenever he came to take me out on dates. He sent flowers to my office and was always in my apartment on holidays and weekends. He also cooked great meals whenever he could. I soon noticed that my best friend started to hang out more in my home whenever he was around. That wasn't a problem for me at all. They became friends and we all hung out regularly. They had so much in common that on rare occasions, they would even hang out without me. I was fine with that and too blinded by excitement to even notice what my friend was doing. Now that I think about it, she probably intended to be into the things he's into to get him to like her. One day, my ex and I started talking about having kids and my friend randomly mentioned a time when I said I was going to have my first child when I was 35. I noticed my ex looked confused and unhappy about what she had said. When she left, he asked if I really wanted to have kids at 35. Not exactly 35, but yeah. I want to have my children in my 20s, he said. My ex has always talked about starting a family really early, but for some reason, I never took it to mean that we were incompatible. I did want to have kids anyway. They said, wow, I don't know. I really want to get to a certain level in my career before starting a family or even getting married. That evening, my ex and I argued for a long time about my choices. I could tell that it was really important to him, but I wasn't ready to be a mother or even a wife in my 20s. That evening, as we argued, I felt that our differences were going to spell the end of our relationship. I didn't want to agree with that, but I just knew it deep down. My ex was going to sleep over at my home, but he didn't that night. He just left. The rest of that week, I tried to get us to be together nearly all the time as usual, but he was very reluctant to be around me. The next weekend, he came over to mine and asked that we break up. I was shocked. I didn't think the issue we had was big enough to cause a breakup. I cried and begged, even told him we'd have kids as early as he wanted. His mind was made up. For a full week, I was in my home crying and sleeping. 
I didn't want to see anyone and I didn't even let my friends in. It was that bad. Three months after the breakup, I had managed to get myself together and was trying to move on from what had happened when my best friend mentioned something that my ex told her at an event. The table paused. My friends and I had been hanging out and it either just slipped and she didn't mean to share that information or she deliberately did it. You went to an event with him? One of our other friends asked. Yes, she said defensively. I didn't think she would have a problem with that. She then turned to me and asked if I was okay with it. I would rather not talk about him. I don't think I'm at a place where I'm comfortable having any sort of conversations about him. Oh dear, she murmured and put her arms around me. I didn't feel comfortable with that at all. If only I knew that my body was trying to tell me something. A month later, one of my other friends asked if I knew that my ex and best friend were seeing each other. I was too embarrassed to say that I didn't, so I lied that I knew what was going on. I had noticed that my best friend was avoiding me, and it wasn't until that moment that I understood why. I called her and told her what my friend told me. She was getting extremely defensive when I stopped her and assured her that I was fine with it. She then dropped a bombshell. They were getting married. I knew my other friends were not cool with it, but because I'd assured them I was, they just went along with everything. None of the girls offered to throw her a bridal shower, even though she was the wedding planner and as the bride it was very stressful for her she decided to organize a bridal shower all by herself it was to take place in the hotel the night before the wedding i offered to help since she was so swamped but i had other plans she instructed me to call several contacts and inform them of the shower i knew that she didn't want to make it obvious that she was planning her shower all by herself she wanted me to call them to take the burden off her chest but she also wanted it to seem like we, her friends, had planned it. I called all her friends and co-workers, gave them a different venue for the bridal shower, and had them all come to the hotel that I'd booked for that purpose. No cell phones, I yelled at the door, and they all turned off their phones and kept it in a large basket. We were all having a lot of fun at the party when someone asked at what point the bride was going to show up. Somehow, everyone started to talk about her habit of tardiness. And the friend who had told me that she was dating my ex told everyone that she didn't want to be at the wedding. She explained how my best friend was marrying my ex and admitted that it didn't sit well with her. It soon became obvious that the bride-to-be was not going to show up. One of the women went to pick up her phone and called her. She was on the other line crying about being stood up. She had dressed up for her bridal shower and no one else was there. Two of the women hurried to see her, but the other women stayed with me and we had fun together. I never attended the wedding, but one of our friends did and she told me how red and puffy her eyes were on her wedding day. When I saw pictures online, I was glad that I ruined her emotions on a day she'd been looking forward to all her life. I still don't believe that I did enough to get back at her, and if there was some other way to exert even more revenge, you bet I'll grab it with both hands. What do you guys think? Did OP get enough revenge here? I mean, they really put a stink on the whole event and spectacle of her getting married, but needless to say, she very quickly dumped OP as a friend and grabbed up her ex as soon as she could. Really makes you wonder if she ever really was your friend. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 